Jay Hollihan. I'm back here, obviously. Uh, it's uh, past midnight here, and you know um, you know what this episode is about. The Phillies defeat the Atlanta Braves 3-1 to yet again for the second year in a row. They're moving on to the NLCS, and I mean, that was wow. Whew. You know, a big sigh of a relief after that win. Listen, it's like I said yesterday. This was going to be a tough game four. Um, You knew the Braves weren't going to back down, especially with Spencer Strider on the mound. You know, he, um, wow, uh, he's pretty darn good. I mean, obviously, he's uh, probably going to win the Cy Young this year. Um you know, just his stuff is so electric coming out of his hand. I mean, you know, you're watching these guys just, you know, struggling. JT was fooled completely on one pitch up at his head. He swung through. But, uh, you know, we're not here bashing JT because he was one of the biggest stars tonight. What he did behind the plate was fantastic. Um, I was not too thrilled. I'll say this right now with Rob Thompson's um, we'll get into this, but I wasn't too thrilled with who he went to in the bullpen. But, you know, um, JT did a wonderful job. Uh, Nick Castellanos, my God. Um, you know, four homers in two days. He went back-to-back tonight. Unbelievable. I mean, the first one was a response to, uh, you know, the the Austin Riley homer. And when he hit it, you know, you notice... He took the bat, flipped it, and then just kind of watched it go. I mean, he was enjoying that thing, you know, went around the bases, and then, you know, I think it was the next inning, uh, yeah, bottom of the fifth, Trey Turner. He then unloaded on one to make it 2-1, and then Castellanos again, 415 feet. That ball that he crushed... Oh my gosh, that was unbelievable. The second one was crazy, but I think the best part for me, and I think a lot of people will say this, is him coming across the plate and celebrating with his kid. How freaking cool is that to get to celebrate that moment with your kid? I mean, you know, I, I wish I would have gotten to celebrate, you know, my dad doing something along the lines of hitting a home run and, you know, go ahead, you know, uh, not go ahead homer, game tying homer and then the the um, insurance run and especially that ball like that's freaking cool for that experience. You know what I mean? That's just an 
awesome moment. I think that was so cool to see. I mean, you know, just the the excitement out of Liam. I mean, Liam has been everywhere with this team. He follows his dad around. If you follow the Phillies, you that was not your first time seeing Liam Castellanos. Um, you know, and he's he's an you know an awesome kid, and I mean, just the euphoria of the moment was so cool to see. I mean, I was sitting there with my dad thinking like, wow, that is something so damn special for them to enjoy. I mean, it's a pleasure sitting here watching it with my own father, but to be able to watch your dad hit a moonshot like that, not only hit one, that was a response on the first pitch, mind you, first pitch after that Austin Riley homer, he goes yard. Um, or not the first pitch because JT struck out. The second time, sees two pitches, and on the second one, boom, that one's gone. Unbelievable. I mean, that guy is unbelievable when he is on. I mean, you kind of sit there and say to yourself, dang, dude, like, where was this last year? Like, what the heck? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we're happy that he's doing it now in the postseason and man, I mean, he really ticked Spencer Strider off because when they pulled him, he was he was upset. I mean, it was funny to see, but you know, I mean, he, clearly he's mad, you know, which is which is obvious. I mean, he's gonna be ticked. I mean, that's you know, he he knew he uh, he made a mistake, and Nick jumped all over. I was curious though if he was really mad at himself. I mean, I, I didn't really get a good shot to look at Sean Murphy if he really missed location there. I wasn't sure if he was upset with missing location or if he was upset that Sean Murphy called for a meatball down the middle to a guy that just sent another one 400-some feet in his previous at-bat. Um, but, yeah, so that was really cool. Uh, and, obviously, earlier in the night when Castellanos got doubled up again uh, with another fantastic play. I hate that I'm having to give him credit for this, but Michael Harris the second with an amazing catch there to double him up, um, you know, and, you know, made Castellanos kind of look foolish there, and then he, you know, just ropes one, uh, just a bomb twice. So I thought that was really cool by Castellanos. I mean, you know, you've seen it this season with his play. He leads by example, but I thought he's done a great job this season of really feeling comfortable. I think he really feels comfortable with this team. I think he really, really does, which is awesome. I, I mean, you know, and clearly because Bryce brought him over and all that, but I think it's just awesome to see, and it's it's great to be, you know, part of it and watch it, and, you know, it's just great. Um, but, you know, all things considered, you know, with the, with the offense, you have to give that pitching staff – their flowers tonight I mean for what they did was unbelievable Ranger Suarez who first of all pitched great 69 pitches so they kept his pitch count low kept him good he only gave up three hits that homer to Austin Riley just two strikeouts now remind you and you know this is again for people that aren't too familiar with Ranger Suarez he's not a strikeout pitcher he's not gonna pump you know, a hundred mile per hour fastball right by you or anything like that. Like, you know, this is a guy that pitches to contact. He likes weak contact and, and he got that tonight. And I thought he did a great job. I thought he pitched really well. And I thought it was funny when he came off 
you know, he was uh, he was he was happy. He was smiling on like the last time where he was kind of <laughs> kind of ticked. But um, yeah, I thought he did great. Sir Anthony, who came in for him, I thought two thirds. He was awesome. Gave up one hit, but just had five pitches. I mean, really worked quickly. And then it was on to Jose Alvarado, who got through. He let uh, two walks. More on Alvarado in a second. Uh, they moved on to Craig Kimbrell, who was a little all over the place. But thank God, Johan Rojas. <laughs> thank goodness for Johan Rojas, man. Uh, left center field um, by Acuna. And literally, at this moment in time, I'm like, bases loaded. I'm expecting him to do something, which Acuna didn't do this whole series. I mean, you know, for being the MVP and for all his accolades, him and Matt Olson, they did nothing. Austin Riley was providing the spark the whole time. I mean, for Braves fans that are sitting around right now getting annoyed at oh, postseason format and this, that, and the next, you get two games at home, which is to your advantage. You get a buy, which you would think is for your advantage. And I, I can go into this later. I, I don't really want to spend too much time harping on it now. No pun intended. But, I mean, your big bats did nothing. Your MVP did nothing. And your 1B MVP and Matt Olson also didn't provide anything. So Craig Kimbrell, in that situation, left one there for Acuna. And nine times out of ten, you're going to see Acuna send that to the bleachers. This time, and he got a good hit. I mean, that, that you know, if that's, if Johan Rojas doesn't get such a good jump, if that's Odubel Herrera, that three runs are coming across and we're trailing for it. You know, we're probably sitting here. I'm sitting here in a different mood. Who knows? But, I mean, Rojas got a great jump on it, and I started watching him. Um, cause at first when I saw the ball fly through the air, I'm like, all right, like, here we go. And then I see Rojas going back, going back. I'm like, he might have a shot. And then he pulls it down and then runs into the giant sign. I thought that was, I mean, oh my God, you know, you were so, you know, ecstatic. My dad said, you know, oh, this is over. And I was like, Whoa, man, wait a minute here. Because we just used our top two relievers. And then we go to Gregory Soto and, Man, I mean, Gregory Soto came in through the, um, got the final out of the eighth, and I thought he did a great job. Then they started him in the ninth and gave up a hit, or gave up a walk, then gave up a hit, which allowed Ozuna to go first to third. And then you're like, oh, man, you know, first and third, they bring in Strom, and you're like, oh, boy, here we go. Seven, eight, nine, pop up, pop up strikeout what a job by Matt Strom the Braves were clearly going up listen for people like I said Braves fans complaining about what you know the postseason format your guys are going up there free you know swinging away each time you heard the announcer say they're just swinging for homers swinging for homers they're not taking good at bats they didn't they tried rocking home runs they set the record for most home runs hit how many times do people say, you know, you got to take smart at-bats, you got to take smart at-bats, and you'd think a 104-win team like the Braves would have done that. They didn't. They honestly didn't. And that's what lost you. Not because of the buy. Not be, and, and if it is, 
then blame your manager. You had you were in the same position and you lost in four to us. And oh by the way, looking at it record for record since um the end of May, we were right there with the Braves. We had been right there with the Braves offense. We're no second grade slouch. Like, take us seriously then. And don't have your shortstop run his mouth off and piss off, you know, MV3 there. I mean, and the whole game, you know, you see the videos on social media. Um, you know, he's pointing to his ring finger saying, I got one, your team doesn't with the Phillies fans, and he's mocking them and whatever. And Acuna literally turned around and and spun him back, made him do a 180 and was like, dude, stop. And then he did it again, and Acuna spun him back around. He was like, enough. Like, you're, you know, you're ticking me off, you're getting yourself out of it, and you're just playing in their favor. Like, bro, we're trying to advance here. We're trying to take this back to Atlanta, and you're treating it like it's a joke. And their fans that are sitting around going, oh, well, you know, how is he supposed, you know, it's the media. It's like, are you stupid? You're talking to a media member. What do you think is going to happen, man? Like, oh, I wasn't expecting it. Just own up and say, yeah, I said it. It was stupid, but I'm hoping we can go. Like, you know, that's just a kid that has no idea what he's doing. That's what that is. He had no idea what the heck he was doing. Sorry I went on a little postseason Braves tangent there, but I was tired of seeing it all throughout the past couple of days because, my God, and the Mets fans all over Twitter, by the way, just hounding the Braves. I mean, I would have thought they would have been like split between the Braves and Phillies completely. Almost, I think every single Mets fan was happy that the Phillies won that series. We know who they're pulling for in the NLCS, but my God, they couldn't, they were so happy to see the Braves go down like that, which, you know, I, I guess you're welcome. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big, you know, obviously a big Mets guy, but you know, there you go. Um, but yeah, so, you know, um, huge, huge job, um, by those relievers to get through. Now, Rob Thompson, as I said, all those five relievers that came in, the only one that really made sense was Sir Anthony in the spot he was put in there in the fifth, um, or excuse me, in the sixth. I was not a fan of going Alvarado Kimbrell. Granted, I think you got lucky there because you forced Snickers' hand and put in pinch runners. But I was not a huge... Like, going Gregory Soto, ooh, I don't know about that one. I mean, righty-righty, maybe you go Hoffman, see if his confidence can get back up. You know, but it worked. It worked. They got through it. Uh, Matt Strom, and, you know, so like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of what Topper did, but it worked. I just, it's like that game uh, one against Atlanta. You can't do it all the time. It worked tonight. They didn't give up runs, but eventually it's going to bite you. So I hope we don't have to see that again, but this is the postseason and things like that happen. So, you know, but I really was not a, a huge fan of it. Um, but Matt Strom, when he makes that final out, the coolest part about it for me was one, him recording the final out. But two, the first guy to him was, you know, JT coming in. And JT, I mean, you know, his, you know, he's best buds with Bryce. You know, there's the whole thing there, Castiano, Schwarber, and the position players.
but he goes right up to his pitchers and he just you know is celebrating with them and he's excited for them that's you know like anyone that sits around and says JT doesn't play a huge part on this team because he struggled this year hitting he is so good behind the plate he has to coach these guys through every single game and the amount of crap he's had to deal with over the years with poor bullpen pitching historically bad bullpen pitching and the job he does back there and how you know I would love to know some of the conversations he's had to keep these guys as motivated as he has it's just so awesome to see what JT does uh you know night in and night out with these guys and like I said give him his credit and tonight when Matt Strom records that final out JT goes right to him and what do you know it wasn't him being mobbed, wasn't Strom being mobbed by the position guys. The bullpen guys come racing in. You got all this speed, and Jose Alvarado, Gregory Soto, Craig Kimbrell. Um, I, uh, I, there's one name. I'm leaving. Sir Anthony Dominguez, I think, was another one. You know, n- not the faster guys on the team. They're sprinting in there. Jose Alvarado, if you watch, he slips and falls down as he's getting to Strom. They were so excited. They were so pumped for him. I think Soto was pretty pumped that uh, he helped him out there. But they were so fired up for their teammate, and it was really, really cool to see. They celebrated tonight. Um, not as crazy as I think you saw in the wild card game. I think, you know, like a lot of us, um, probably some anxious bellies out there. Uh, but they, I mean... They got past the Braves again, and it's on to the NLCS, and it's on to the Arizona Diamondbacks. And this Arizona Diamondbacks team, they just swept the Dodgers. They're feeling pretty darn good about themselves, and that's a heck of a club you got over there at the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, that is a really, really good ball club. Um, so the Phillies have their work cut out for them again. Um but, you know, we can all enjoy this, and then, you know, it's uh, it's on to worrying about the next series. Um, but, yeah, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the 610 podcast. Like I said, I'm Jay Hollihan back here um, recapping this NLDS series. What a what an NLDS series it was, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and as always, I'll talk to you next time. The next episode, by the way, hold on a second. The next episode for the Phillies, um, we'll be previewing game one on Monday. The next episode for the 6-0 podcast will be tomorrow previewing the Eagles game against the Jets. So now, thanks everyone for tuning in, and as always, I will talk to you next time.